back once again to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. This is Chad the Mark with Mr. Brown and Canadian Biggie, who fights through all the technical difficulties known to man to be here with us, and we appreciate that. But I know he didn't want to miss this opportunity because I know you guys were giving me a little bit of grief, a little bit of shit, because I kind of disappeared Monday. A lot of that was work-related. But I did have a little bit of a, a a hardcore football hangover from my Cincinnati Bengals not being able to pull off the biggest win in franchise history in what most have said was a well-entertained, uh, played game. It just – what happened is what everyone said would happen. Aaron Donald and the defensive line took control, and the Bengals could not finish. And – I don't know. How should I feel as a Bengals fan? Because I've been trying to process this for at least 48 hours. I was going to say, like I told you on the Super Bowl, Chad, you covered, man. Be happy. You know what I mean? You covered. And that's about as good as you was going to do. I mean, that's that's lofty in itself. I'm just glad we didn't get blown out. I'm glad it looked like they belonged. I'm just happy that for the first time in my memory, I picked the correct final Super Bowl score, 23-20. Rams won. I got the cover. All the important stuff I needed to happen happened other than Von Miller winning MVP. I, If I were a Bengals fan, I'd feel just a little uneasy because you guys have between 55 and $60 million in cap space. You don't have to pay Burrow for a couple of years. Chase, your key guys are locked up. Do you spend and stay competitive? Because even within your division, there's a couple of really good teams. The Steelers get a quarterback. They're right there. Allen and Mahomes aren't going anywhere. So it's uh, one of those where we had that conversation on Thursday. Everybody says, ah, they'll be back. Burrow's young. Dan Marino went in his second year. So yeah. I think there's more uneasiness for you than there is, ah, this is the start of something. Hey, I mean, and let me piggyback off of that real quick. The, the best meme I saw today was comparing – Burrow to Andrew Luck. If they don't get him an offensive line, he's out of football by age 30 because he's just like, I can't do it anymore. So <laughs> they've got to address that line. It was a script that everyone knew was going to happen. Uh, the Bengals handled it better than I thought they would. They hung around. They hung around. You know, Odell got hurt. I'm not saying that's why the, uh, the Rams didn't win more, but the Bengals showed they belonged, but they have to address that line. That should be their number one priority first, second, third, whatever picks they got. Just throw it all to the yeah. line. I think if they addressed the line, if the line played better, they would have been the better team probably because the, the skill positions and everything, like in the post game, like Von Miller and company, they were even talking about like, you know, Burrow, he's that dude, man, because he had to get rid of the ball so fast. Like for the past three games, they couldn't even run an offense. It was literally like just they a lot of times people were freaking out because they go five wide or four wide with one back. And it wasn't because of the play calling, it was because that way we can see what the defense is doing because I gotta know where I'm throwing the ball before I even snap the damn thing. Well, you could tell with the two weeks leading up to it with their game plan coming out, they decided we know we're not gonna block them up front, so let's try to go with quicker passes. And uh, run game, which was working nice for a while. As a Bengals fan, I just have a question for you. Patriots fan, been to a lot of Super Bowls. We've won a lot. But you remember plays and games that you lost, like the helmet catch. So you just mentioned the offensive line. I think that you shared this in your football group about the uh, snapshot at the end of the game where Burrow just has time to throw. Jalen Ramsey's on the ground. Jamar Chase is open for a game-winning touchdown. Yeah, yeah, so there's like six plays. I, I, I can give them to you real quick. Let, let me count the ways, all right? So 
one, I don't know why you pay Joe Mixon $12 million a year if you give it to P. Ryan on that short yardage play. That yeah. Being, that being yeah, said, that terrible call. That being said, there's all kinds of criticism about the spot of the ball there. I'm not saying he got the first down, but it sure as hell wasn't where they spotted him at. So that was, yeah, a it was closer. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the decision that the Rams had with about four and a half or five minutes left where they went on uh fourth, fourth and one, and they did the end around a Cooper cup. Like you stop that play, the game's probably over, you know, you're yep. probably going to win. And then they, they kept moving the ball. And then of course the goal line play where, uh, Wilson makes a great play. I, I, I was standing up watching it. I was screaming at the top of my lungs. Oh my God, we got a linebacker on cup. There's a linebacker on cup. So I know if I see it, everybody else sees it. And of course they throw it right at cup. Wilson makes the play of the, the lifetime for him where he's actually playing great coverage. They throw the flag and you know, that's fine. Flags happen and stuff like that, but that extended the drive for them. And then there was the weird play where the Rams get called for holding and then they call a dead ball personal foul call on, I think Hilton in the end zone because he tried to break up the pass and I was like, it wasn't helmet to helmet or anything. I thought that was kind of egregious call. But, of course, the naysayers out there will always go back to the touchdown pass. And I know that's what I'm saying. I'm not blaming the refs, not blaming penalties. But when you're watching the game, there was so many chances the Bengals still had a chance to win or end the game, and they just couldn't do it. Well, you talk about refereeing, and it was a close game. Their game-winning touchdown was a false start that wasn't called. They had right. several times, as Ashley Harper continually reminded me, where there was zero on the play clock, just like in the MC Championship game, and they got the snap off. And if you look at the snapshot of the last play of the game, Aaron Donald's offsides. Their last play defensively, he lined so, up the neutral zone. And, and that stuff's not reviewable, really. And, and, and that's fine. Like, I understand. I'm glad, like, for for – 75, 80% of the game, the refs let them play. It was loose and it made for a great game because it wasn't watered down. But then when you get to the end sequence and it was like six, six out of the nine flags in the game came within like two minutes. And it's just like, just yeah. be consistent, you know, for both teams sake, really let them just play the way they've been playing. Wow. Uh, two things that T Higgins touchdown that could easily call a phase Mac. That was smooth. Right. And that, that 75 yard touchdown. That's a big play. The second half for you guys, but they were letting him play. Tony Dungy hit the nail on the head in the post game where he said they let him play football for 58 minutes. And then they started officiating. And the, the one thing I'll say too, like the T Higgins thing in real time, it didn't look like a face mask. It just looked no, awkward, no. you know, yeah. and, and the other side of that on, on the Wilson play, when they called him for pass interference, I just assumed it was. I thought he hooked him or whatever because it's like there's no way he's playing that good defense on cup, right? So, like, the officials yep. are probably like linebacker on cup. Just go ahead and throw the flag now. So, yeah. like, it is what it is. But the 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 chickens came home to roost, man. At the end, it came down to I think they gave up one sack the first half. They gave up six sacks in the uh, third quarter, you know. And, hey, and, hey uh, enough of the in-game analysis. You asked at the beginning how you should feel, what you should right. take away from the game. Well, I'm going to tell you this. As a Raiders fan, we had the best probably coaching hire of the offseason so far. We were also 10-7. and seven. I would feel much better as a Bengals fan than as a Raiders fan right now. Biggie's a Patriots fan. He's got the best coach in the NFL. You know, he's not going nowhere. Uh, Mac Jones, probably the best rookie quarterback to come out last year. I would put the Bengals 
optimistically ahead of both the Patriots and the Raiders right now heading into the future, despite your O-line woes. So you got you, you to gotta hang your head up for that one. I think they have a chance to at least fix the O-line. You know what I mean? And then to Biggie's I'm just early. saying, I'm saying the, the, the future is brighter for your team compared to ours right now on paper, even with the O-line issues. Yeah, I, and I and I'm with you there, and I think it goes back to what Biggie said earlier. Just are they going to screw it up? You know, are they going to not yeah. capitalize on it? Because you got to be smart so, enough to see you have this small window of talent, man. Like you got to make it work. Well, here's the thing: we always talk about, ooh, that dude's different. Joe Burrow is that dude, but there's a chance the Bengals have two ways to go here. You've got a ton of cap space. You build a team. When it comes to his time to sign, he wants to be a bangle and build a legacy there. You screw this up over the next two years with your unwillingness to play sign guys, that sort of thing. Burrow's on another team and he does great there. I mean, Burrow, like he just said with our teams, Burrow is a far better quarterback than either one of them. He's that dude. Just give him a couple offensive linemen. So, did you guys see uh, what the the Vegas odds are for next year's Super Bowl favorites? I, I saw, saw Kansas City one. was the leader. Yep. yep. Yeah, Chiefs and Bills are are one and two. The Rams and Bengals. The Bengals actually came in at fourth. I was very surprised because, like what Biggie said earlier, they may not even be picked to win their division. You know, next year. Um, but uh, Biggie, I'll, I'll tell you, your Patriots—they're uh, plus twenty five hundred, so that puts them. Puts them around 12th, and then the uh, the Raiders, man, they got the Raiders way down the list of like 20th. So I was surprised yeah. they were that low after a 10-win season. So I guess like, they a are. Lot, a, I, lot, uh, a, lot of, a lot of uncertainty, so I'm fine with it. Yeah. I did throw 20 bucks on my Patriots at plus 2,500 pre-free agency. <laughs> so who's the, uh, who's the worst Super Bowl odds for next year? Do you know? It has got to be the Jags. I'm saying uh, the Texans. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Texans you are tied the... for last. They're tied for last. The other team is the Jets. Okay. Real. Oh, because people believe in Trevor Lawrence still. Yeah, but the Jaguars are actually higher no, than the Lions. They believe without Urban Meyer, Big. There's a difference. Yeah. Urban oh. Meyer, you you cut ship with, or cut ties with him, and you go from 32nd to 30th or 29th, just like that. Man, it Urban. might be one win, one win season plus. Uh, so we're going to, we're going to talk more about the Super Bowl and the big show Thursday. You know, I just, I, I, we had Valentine's day yesterday. Didn't really want to do a show. Had to get re- respect to, to all the, the ladies out there. We had to make sure we we're devoting time to them and not just a Super Bowl hangover, but women everywhere. got to be mad that Super Bowl has now been abridged into, uh, the Valentine's day weekend. That, that can't be good for, uh, a lot of the couples out there. Did you guys have any issues as far as that goes? Well, you know, uh, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our, our our big plans are coming up. Uh, I'm making uh, reservations at Lowry, so uh, we're probably a week out, but we knew that hadn't ended Valentine's Day. What about couples massage? Isn't that a thing? Are we abandoning that? No, uh, they were booked, and we've been busy, so that'll probably be – we're going to try to schedule the same weekend. Okay. All right. Stick to your guns. You just remember one thing when they add the 18th game and move the season back a week, Valentine's Day weekend will not be the Super Bowl. It will be the week between the Super Bowl. It's perfect. Yeah. Because so, nobody cares about the Pro Bowl anyway. True. All right. One thing uh, that did come out, just want to ask real quick the NFL honors, uh, we, we kind of watched a little bit of that when we were doing the show on Thursday. 
Um, the opening was good. Yeah, the uh, opening was great. Uh, Whitworth uh, not only wins the Super Bowl, but he wins Walter Payton Man of the Year, gives a great speech. But they also announced the uh, – oh, wait, before I even go into that, what does Aaron Rodgers look like he does for a living? Uh, many he things. looks like he's a janitor. Yeah, he he showed up wearing that that really like brown looking suit, and it was uh, he it looks like he just got the award for used car salesman of the year, right? That's right. He looks like he should be in Bright Breaking Bad instead of the guy that played uh, Saul. Yeah, he uh, he need, he's not John Wick for Halloween anymore. He needs to let it go. But uh, the other thing that came out was the Hall of Fame announcement, and, and I hate that they do it on the Super Bowl weekend. Like I, I feel like. This would be a good thing to do like next week. You know what I mean? When when you because you have um two weeks before the NFL combine, I think, starts or getting underway. So like you got a little bit of NFL wants to control the entire year. Why would you take this opportunity at NFL honors? We already got all this going on Super Bowl, and let's take these legends and announce their Hall of Fame candidacy. Why not do it another time? I think it's because it's the week where they get together. It's like the NFL yearly party. This is our meeting. The best of the best come here every year. Their crowning thing. It's, you know, Roger Goodell's State of the Union. I mean, I know what you're saying. It's about two off weeks and then free agency starts, but just, I don't know, crowning achievement type thing instead of it being an afterthought. So I wanted to ask uh, just your thoughts quickly on the candidates that are in there. So the first one was Tony Baselli. Do you guys have any issues with him getting in the hall? He should have been in before first ever pick for the uh, franchise. Jasmine Jaguars. Yeah. 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 Dude was a uh, stud. Uh, yeah. All right. We got a Cliff Branch wide receiver from the Raiders is in there. Uh, often considered the fastest man in football back in the day. Do you guys know enough about his rep uh, or his resume to to say yay or nay? Sticky hands. He did. He was the stickum, right? That was that whole team, though. Yeah, they um, had a guy on the defensive side that was big time on that too. Come on, Lester Hayes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, we got, uh, not Leroy, but Leroy Butler. Uh, so he, he got in, he should get in alone just for inventing the Lambeau leap. Right. Yeah. I'd say that's worthy. Nineties Packers. Good player. And we got Sam Mills, uh, who played, uh, he was part of the dome patrol with the saints and the Panthers. And the Panthers, Right. Yeah. I remember from so, the Panthers. Can you remember those linebackers for the saints at that time? Sam Mills, they had three or four really good linebackers. Oh man, Ricky Jackson maybe. Ricky Jackson was that's, one. That's the Sam one Mills, Pat something. They had three. They oh, Pat, like a three. Pat. It was a Pat Swilling. Yeah. Okay. Believe that sounds right. We'll go with it. Nobody's fact checking <laughs> us anyway. All right, Biggie. Yeah. Uh, Richard Seymour got in. So how do you feel just, about that? You should have led with him. Come on now. First one of the uh, early dynasty Patriots to get into the Hall of Fame. He's well-deserving, absolute. And what some people won't remember is that him getting shipped out of town brought us Randy Moss. So. Hey, that, that alone should make him a Hall of Famer, except for that didn't bring you a championship ultimately. Right. True. That was the, an absolute kick in the nuts. <laughs> um, are you surprised that Dick Vermeil just got in finally? I don't know. Maybe it's because they just did a movie. So they had to put him in because Kurt Warner's in, you know, like 
Dipper Meal to me, it's just weird. He's in the Hall of Fame in 2022, but there, there's a movie about him as a coach in like 1978, 79, and a movie with him as a coach in 2022. It's just weird. They, they probably didn't want to wait too many more turns around the, uh, the globe here because he ain't going to be around much longer probably, so they wanted to get him in before he passed. I, that's the only thing I could think of. It's like we better put him in. He's like freaking 100, so why, why, why yeah. not? He's like QB Brown. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's not coaching the uh, Tar Heels? <laughs> I remember yes. that now. <laughs> All right, last but not least, you had uh, Bryant Young, defensive tackle for the uh, 49ers. So I vaguely remember Bryant Young, but it looks like the reason he got in is because every offensive lineman who's worth their salt says this guy was like Aaron Donald. He was a beast back in the day. I remember him. Mid, Mid-90s 49ers. So, you know, it kind of leads me to we talk a lot about Baseball Hall of Fame, which is a lot easier to talk about because you can stack numbers side to side. But the way the NFL years change so much, sometimes it's hard to, to really talk about that. And I think it comes down to more of the eye test. And one of the questions, you know, a lot of people ask, like Philip Rivers just retired. Like, is he a Hall of Famer? If you look at his stats, maybe. But, you know, I, I don't know compared to his contemporaries. Eli Manning is probably getting in because of – uh his, um, you know, Super Bowl credentials. So my question uh, that we put out today, because I heard it everywhere, and Richard Sherman was fanning the flames, is Matt Stafford a Hall of Famer? So I just want to hear y'all's thoughts on that. I'll go first with this one. Here's my opinion. Right now, today, he isn't. I don't care that he just won the Super Bowl. He's only 33 years old. You give him another four or five years the way the league is today with the way his numbers will finish, he'll be in the top 10 in touchdowns and yards, and he'll have a Super Bowl on his resume. It won't matter at that point that he's only been to one or two or three Pro Bowls. He'll get in. I, I agree with you. I mean, the fact is, if Rivers gets in and Stafford's probably going to have similar or better stats, I'd say, and he's already got the ring out of the way, so he's got to go in down the road. I, I don't know off the top of my head, but I think Phillip Rivers is like top five in passing yards and, and probably top ten in touchdowns. I know he's top ten area in both stats. I don't know top five, top ten, but he's right in that area. And some of that's longevity. You know, he got to play a long time. And Stafford, I'm 100% in agreement with you guys. He should get in if he continues to play at a high level for a couple more years. But, you know, when you talk about the contemporaries, right, I could not believe that Matt Stafford had only made one Pro Bowl. And he's never led the league in anything other than interceptions. Uh, He does have a crazy amount of fourth-quarter comebacks and game-winning drives, but when you play on the hapless Lions, that's bound to happen more often than not. And while people say you should cut him a break because he played on such bad teams, part of me says, well, then he should be throwing the ball all the time, so it's going to inflate his stats. And let's be honest, he's had Cooper Cup now for, for this year and maybe a couple more years, and he had Megatron, so maybe he just gets to be around good receivers too sometimes, and maybe that helps. I don't know. Oh, man, throw some respect on his name for the first time in his professional career. Number one overall pick out of Georgia. He knew where it was coming. He gets on a team where the talent level matches him. It's number one overall pick. Beginning of the year, what was the thing? Super Bowl or bust? Super Bowl or bust? What did they do? Win the Super Bowl? Give him some respect. I'm not disrespecting him. I'm just <laughs> saying that he's 
Well, he's good. Uh, right now, he's in the Hall of Good. Can he get to the Hall of Great and the Hall of Fame? We'll see. Uh, if he wins another Super Bowl, damn sure he's in there. Uh, if he uh, at least wins a couple more playoff games for the next couple years, he's probably getting in anyway just because the volume is going to be there. But, you know, I love Matt Stafford as a person, the story, the toughness, the stuff with his wife. Like, he's an easy guy to root for and tying it back to the Bengals losing the Super Bowl. Man, at least they didn't lose to a team that you just really don't want to lose to. And I know people say the Rams bought a championship, but the NFL it's a little different because of the salary cap. Man, they haven't had a draft pick since 2016 in the first round, so they, they've they decided to go all in on this. They deserve uh, everything they, they bought, so I, I'm not taking anything away from them, and I'll put some respect back on Matt Stafford's name. He did lead the league this year in interceptions, but that's okay. In a playoff seat, in a playoff seat, had nine touchdowns, three picks, and led two game-winning drives. <laughs> uh, but all right, well, he led that's, three. That's there. You go. Three that's, game-winning drives. That's uh, that's uh, three. How many playoff games? That's the stuff of legends. I would say Aaron. The Donald. only time it wasn't a game-winning drive is when they played the little Cardinals. man. In Arizona. Uh, the, so Aaron Donald should get credit for game-winning drives more than Stafford because it seems like he's the one that ended all the games. But all right, we'll yeah. close on that. We got a couple minutes, and we'll just we're going to end it. Kyler Murray, uh, is he going to be the starting quarterback for the Cardinals this year? Yes, with a pay raise. With a pay raise. Did all he right. add him back on Instagram? Uh no, he's only got a post of uh him saying, I guess he's not uh what do you say? He's not crazy. He's uh He's being misunderstood or something like that. And then uh, a post of uh, Oklahoma or something. Hmm. But you so you, you think he's getting a pay raise? I do. It's a play. He wants to get paid now. I know. He's trying to – who Josh Allen did that, right? Is he trying to follow that, that uh, recipe there? Pay me now rather than later. We're going to suck anyway. Give me my money while we're at least good. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I kind of wish the Bengals would just do that with Burrow. I know he's on cheap money right now, but I, the future scares the hell out of me. But uh, you don't want to have. You want them to do the Evan Longoria with him? Yeah, let's just go ahead and make it work now, and, and we're good to go. Yeah. But all right, well, guys, that's uh, enough for a show on a Tuesday night. Thanks for jumping on. Uh, you know, we uh, got some exciting stuff coming up on the big show Thursday. We connected with Darren Smith from Kansas City, who was out there covering the Super Bowl and Radio Row, but the audio was bad. But Darren was such a stand-up guy that he said, we'll just do it the same time next week when I'm back at home. So we get to ask him about all things Super Bowl, and I really am looking forward to getting into his take, being there live on the uh, halftime show and everything, which we've determined that we have a bunch of boomers on our show, right? And that's, uh, they don't, they don't really like, or boomer listeners anyway, they don't like the halftime show, but that's another poll that's out there. We'll talk more about that on the big show coming up, but uh, that's all we got for tonight, everybody. We appreciate you letting us jump into your ears, even just for a little bit of time. Enjoy your day and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.